Hello everyone and welcome to Avantika Designering Series or ADS as we like to call it. Every week on Wednesday, we feature design and technology leaders who share their professional journey, their thoughts on their domain of work and designering where the world of design and engineering meet. Make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. And with that, let's continue with your show. The world of technology moves faster than we can imagine. With drastic changes and new situations that emerge and impact people. In fact, the way people behave and interact with product and services also change. To understand these swift movements and create a meaningful experience for the end customer is the work of a savvy mind. And that's why today we have with us one such individual who has known to deliver products and services that go hand in hand with technology and mental model of people across demographics. Ravi Badwe, the director of customer delivery at MasterCard. He has been leading, mentoring technical teams for product delivery to coaching customer teams in design. He knows the best of both worlds, engineering and design. He has assisted major financial organizations in defining and deriving their card management business and planning and implement products for debit, credit and prepaid cards on multiple platforms. With his enthusiasm for technology and design blended with strategic planning, today on our designering journey, we take his perspective on technology driving design innovation. Hey, hi Ravi, thank you so much for joining us at Avantika Designering Series. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me on this show, Ravi. Great. So Ravi, uh, before our show started, we were talking about how's the situation at uh, your and your teams and as far as COVID is concerned, and we are glad to know that everything is fine. Uh, so before we get into the world of technology and listen to a lot of interesting things that you've been doing and you've done, uh, you'd first want to start off with your professional journey. So can you uh, run us through things from start till date? Yes, absolutely. So I, I think my journey has been super happening so far, Rohit, and I'm, I'm thankful to God about it. Um, I actually come from a very humble middle class family and I grew up in Ratlam, Madhya Pradesh. Uh, which is very close to Ujjain, where Avantika University is. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I've uh, grown up uh, eating all Malvi food, like dal bati, and sev poha, jalebi, and all the savory namkeen that the belt of Indore Ujjain Ratlam has to offer. Oh, man, my, my mouth is now watering. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I even I go there now, I, I ensure I bring it bring enough namkeen back to Pune. So, so there, there was uh, some memory of where I I grown up and uh, did initial schooling, but for the higher education, I moved to Pune and uh, and I did computer science graduation. And I my inclination and interest towards technology was right in the days of school, and that's why I chose Pune to be doing my higher education. And after my computer science graduation, I was lucky to get uh, to work with a company called eGain. The eGain is a mid-sized company; is done spectacular job in a CRM domain, which is a customer relationship management domain. And 
because the company is based out of Sunnyvale, California, I go to work with them in the US after working for some time in India. And this is actually very close to Google campus. And the whole Silicon Valley environment was so inspiring uh, for, for an upcoming technologist uh, that it provided all the right environment and people. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it was like one great time. So I, I got all my, so I was a hardcore techie there uh, doing a lot of different stuff, uh, different programming in Java, J2E, Oracle, and did many, many implementation projects for customers all over the U.S. And then with that uh, stint, I got uh, another opportunity to work for Sangard, which is now FIS. And that introduced me to the financial domain. Uh, this is really, really big domain. And I was lucky to get exposure to corporate banking, retail banking, uh, accounts receivable, and all the financial products that Sangard worked then. It also uh, gave me an opportunity to do a, a global consolidation. So we got a chance to travel to, to North America, to Europe, and, and to Singapore and Asia Pacific and consolidated a, a technical services in, in Pune, India. So that was a very, very exciting time. And then uh, MasterCard happened and then, you know, there's no day in MasterCard which is, which is not super exciting. Uh, that brought another exposure in financial domain which is payments. And this is so much relatable because people like you and me and everyone have uh, a MasterCard in the wallet. So there I also got an opportunity to work and get introduced to the world of design and what it can do for Sony, for, for us. So there, uh, that's the journey. Uh, but one thing I definitely uh, experienced, Rohit, that uh, the memorable journeys uh, are not just about counting milestones and reaching destinations, but it is embracing the diverse people that you meet along, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So, Ravi, while we are going to cover a, a lot of aspects about how design happened, uh, but sticking to your core domain where you have expertise, can you tell me any latest technology adoption that has amused you in recent time? Oh, yes, there's, there's so many. But if you're talking about a very, very recent time, it's not actually from a corporate, but something that's happening in my home as uh, you know, these days. Uh, you know, about because of these lockdowns, schools are closed. And my son, who's in grade six, has started doing the virtual classes. And the schools have opened up all the virtual classes in collaboration on Microsoft Teams. So I'm amused with the kind of technology adoption the schools and students have done. They have uh, faced few issues before because they are not like corporate like you and me. But slowly and slowly, they were able to get adjusted to the new way of learning. And it just... It's just so exciting to see, in spite of lockdown, how technology is enabling the learning which is which is happening. Absolutely. In fact, I completely relate to it. My son has been going through his phonics classes, synthesizer classes, all of these now on Zoom. And, and it's really interesting uh, to see uh, five years old, seven years old, you know, uh, using all of these devices and 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 learning, uh, you know, and 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 doing their sessions. I I think uh, uh, it's it's something which is very very exciting. Indeed. Yeah. So so Ravi, while we talk about all of these things, where do you think the future action is going to take place in the world of technology and design? Uh, well, so you know, 
let's just understand that design and technology actually is inseparable, uh, I think. Uh, a great design or a great technology development will always evolve a product which is relatable to human. Yeah, because we're talking about design can be a human-centered design. But just uh, there are a few areas I see uh, a future and something very, very exciting development that's happening. Uh, first of all, in the space of uh, AI, we do, we've all worked and used Alexa and Google Assistant. I, I see a huge area in which headless AI will grow. And not just for entertainment and recreation, but voice commerce. You can possibly ask Alexa to order uh, whatever you want on Amazon and, and more and more. Uh, also, uh, you know, you, we are all using connected devices now. So these devices are always connected. There is, in fact, a website which gives us a statistics of how many connected devices are currently operating throughout the world. So the connected devices will actually bring out a future as simple as, for example, if your washing machine is about to complete five years, uh, a manufacturer would con is connected to your device and would able to, to offer you a better deal and also alert you that it's time to change. So things like that. And, and also, uh, if you have heard about blockchain, Rohit, uh, this yeah, is the, yeah. Yeah, the, the next big technology, which has a lot of potential, but yet to proven. And this is about a distributed ledger where we should be able to trace each and everything into a particular transaction. And by transaction, I'm not only meaning financial transaction here, but it is in any kind of supply chain. I was actually uh, giving this example to, to someone who doesn't understand technology so much, but I'm, let me see if that relates to you. You know, this is a season of mangoes, right? Uh, and there's so many Alfonso mango, tagged as Ratnagiri mango that have come and being sold in Pune. But, to, you know, the reality is that there are not so many trees in Ratnagiri for these mangoes. So where do these mangoes come from? So if there is a technology in future with blockchain, we should be able to trace each mango, where it did come from, which district, which city, and from which tree. So that's the power of blockchain that we could experience in coming days. Oh, that's, um, that's, that's really interesting. I mean, um, it's, it's exciting to hear uh, the way technology can actually impact uh, all sorts of aspects. So another question, uh, uh, you know, Ravi, that I pick up from your conversation, in fact, from the fintech uh, background that you come from, do you think banking, um, you know, that we have in a physical form today will completely go digital? Um, uh, what what are the wild concepts that you uh, think, uh, you know, will, will come up in the uh, banking uh, system, digital transformations in banking uh, systems? Well, first of all, technology can definitely support the digital transformation that we will be talking about. But it's also very important about how human adoption is happening for the given technology. I mean, I, you know, having in this space and worked in the financial domain so far, I honestly haven't been able to convince my father to use digital payments. Uh, he still prefers to go to the bank and see the branch manager and, and do his banking physically by going to the branch and, and also not using credit card. So, you now we have all the technology to support the digital transformation. It is with only the time we'll see how much of human adoption that's happening across areas. But I can certainly see that millennials are embracing 
the transformation and the digitization that's happening in banks and payments. But as I said, uh, with time only we can see how much of adoption and people will move to get the complete banking out of the physical world to the to the digital world. Absolutely. In fact, one of those um, uh, you know articles that I was reading about Apple coming up with uh, something really interesting in the digital payment world. And some of these really seem to be very, very exciting technologies, uh, you know, that, that people will adopt in due course of time. Absolutely. In fact, uh, just because you mentioned about banks, there's also a big concept of open banking. If you have heard, uh, this, uh, these are actually open APIs that banks could use to collaborate at the, at the next level altogether, which will provide much more digitization in banking to come. That sounds interesting. <laughs> So while you've been talking about so many interesting uh, technology uh, aspects, one of the uh, organizations that we cannot miss talking about is Netflix. Now, what's interesting about Netflix and obviously our consumption uh, during the last couple of days has gone really high up. But if you look at what's interesting about Netflix is it's known for personalized uh, recommendation. And in, in fact, it goes out and claims that it is one of their biggest differentiators. Uh, what they also did sometime back is they moved to customized artwork so that it entices uh, the user to watch content based on their past viewing experiences. The question that I have is, uh, what's your view on technology for creating perfect customer scenarios? Yes, actually Netflix is my personal favorite as well, Rohit. I'm currently watching a series called Suits and I'm just loving it with each episode I watch. Oh, that's, uh, that's an exciting series. Yes, it's incredible. <laughs> yes, Netflix is really an example in today's time, right? Uh, about how they have been able to, to adopt and deploy technology to be the worldwide streaming company. There's so much of content. And if you really think about it, it's really not only the technology, but how Netflix is understanding the personas of all its subscribers. And that is the differentiator, truly. Uh, haven't it happened with you, Rohit, that, you know, you're all in the mood of watching a good movie or listen to a good music, but when you actually go on to it, you don't know what to see or what to listen, right? Oh, very, very frequently. In fact, very frequently it happens with me. Absolutely. And then... When you come to see Netflix, it has never disappointed me personally, for sure, because they are able to understand the persona and persona from uh, from perspective of what I would really like based on the past history, uh, past watching experience. So I think they have done a really good job uh, and a possible design-oriented, design-thinking approach of understanding the persona, creating a profile, and suggesting what the, the platform of Netflix can offer that will definitely be a choice of a customer. So they have really brought the technology and design and the empathy to understand customers and their subscribers really, really, really well. So uh, while Ravi, in your answers, you've been uh, talking about experience as a word uh, very frequently, uh, I think it's become a buzzword today and uh, you know it's become really viral. Uh, the question that I have is, uh, you know, I, I feel that it's a probably a recent phenomena. How did companies create experience even prior to this? Well, I think companies have always stressed on creating experience with the products and services they have. And this is really not 
a new term or or something new. It's just that we and organization are more aware and conscious about what experience they will create with products and services. Uh, you know, it just get one of the things that I, that comes to my mind, Rohit, is you remember the single screen experience that we all used to have and watching a movie uh, with all the claps and whistle and. What oh, absolutely. Have... Salman Khan film uh, today or even Rajini Khan film is, uh, it's an experience to watch them in a single screen. See there. And then, you know, we have this multiplexes and yeah. those are different new experiences altogether. I'm not saying good or bad, but so companies, organizations have always stressed on creating experiences with products and services. It's, it's now that we are more talking about an end-to-end journey that we can provide with a customer and just not a designer of product that can be ring fenced into a particular scope. So there, uh, the experience has always been important. It has become more important now in a cutthroat competition that all brands are have, are into right now. So, so there. Absolutely. In fact, Ravi, to share a personal example, uh, we saw this uh, Marvel film, Black Panther, uh, at PVR in 4DX. And I was really amazed that, uh, you know, sitting in a regular multiplex theater, the kind of experience that you could, uh, that, that, that you can receive in terms of watching the movie. And it was, it was, uh, absolutely thrilling to, uh, to, to, you know, be there and watch that film. Oh, yes. Indeed. So, you know, one yes. more thing uh, that comes to my mind, Rohit, is, uh, what was your first phone that you used? Like, I used phone. a Nokia three three one zero. Exactly, and I, you know, I'm not surprised with the answer. My phone was also Nokia, and we've all seen a evolution of how the giant companies like this were completely gone in coming days when the digital and when the yeah. touch screen grew. Yeah. So, you know, talking about experiences, if organizations are not able to understand the experiences they are able to create. Uh, they lose the pulse of people and that's how Nokia is no more seen and so many others are in the market. Absolutely. In fact, you know, taking a cue from here, Ravi, one of the other companies that come to my mind is Amazon. In fact, uh, one of the best examples of a human-centered uh, organization that's using both technology as well as design to uh, deliver a delightful customer experience. So uh, my question to here. Uh, uh, you know, to, to hear is that as an expert, can you share how are they blending both these domains to achieve their uh, goals? Well, again, Amazon is my favorite again there. And, you know, there was a study on Amazon and another 10 companies of similar nature, all big companies in the U.S. like Costco and Macy's and uh, all different big tycoons who provided uh, products and services uh, physically, as well as they had a chance to move on digital media. But Amazon, you see, for the last 10 years, uh, in the recent years, they've grown 2,000 times. And you must look at their vision statement, Rohit, and I really recommend uh, also the listeners to go and see what's Amazon's vision statement. It's not about, uh, you know, there, there are no numbers in it, first of all. It's not about being or growing 100% or in revenues and things like that we normally see. The vision statement talks about being the the most human-centered company who could deliver anything which is required on the planet. So they, that shows how much they 
care about the design and the human centered part of it right so amazon is again an example of how they have brought design and technology together to create really really pleasurable experiences you know if sometimes even if you are searching for a book on amazon uh, of of your favorite author amazon has a technology to have the book to the nearest go down near your house so that they can possibly promise a one day delivery or a shortest time delivery so those are the kind of thinking that that happens in their that organization and uh, i am really surprised and also amused with the kind of products and services they offer absolutely i think uh, uh, they've done some marvelous job even during the uh, current situation of delivering essentials and and i think they're doing a fantastic uh, job with that so yeah, indeed yeah so while ravi you've been talking uh, about technology as well as design part of it i you know usually one will not come across a lot of technology leaders talking about design so where did design uh, as an angle come in your life well actually about 2 years ago i got a chance to do a a detailed workshop on training in design thinking uh and this is in singapore and a company called decoded in the us trained and it was not only the training but also a train the trainer program with which one learns about it and also understand how to teach about design thinking to a larger group so i was quite lucky to be part of it and when i came back uh, i did many workshops and interacted with many people from technology product um, operations and see how it relates to them and you know again this is not something new that we are talking about but how to relate it and how to apply in your area of work it just has so much of wide variety that it it actually amused me to see how design can be applied into various forms of technology and that is when it started and after that uh, we did many many sessions there are uh, hackathons that we part of uh so much so that we really now understand are able to talk about design from a total new perspective so uh you know the the next thing that i'm excited to ask you ravi is that uh now being even a design leader does it change your perspective to technology and um, you know does it uh help you look at things you know in a different from in 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 a different form right from the top yes it does um the view on the technology and and what is required doesn't change the basics of course whatever has to put has to has to be done but it really brings up uh, brings on a lot of uh, human centered elements like for example you know all the business requirements that you would see has the inputs and output and and the flow of exchange non functional requirements etc etc right but yeah doing you know learning more of design thinking and the empathetic part of how you can understand the user for which you are developing this this product or service for brings in a different element and so you are able to understand the entire customer journey what are our customers aspirations for example what are the feelings what are the pain points is this uh, a persona uh, going through something which is which can be solved with with a different view so those all element that comes in into 
into play when you understand and write requirements for your technology. And that's, I think, is the, that complements the technology that you're developing. And while we discuss this, Ravi, is there any thumb rule that you live by? Well, the thumb rule has always been uh, go to the depth of what is required to solve an issue for your customer. So, you know, customer is first and you don't have to do things just for the check in the box. So I ensure that if there is anything, even small as email or a document that's getting produced to managing large programs, it creates a right value for our customers, which is defined and experienced by the customer. Great. And, um, you know, while I uh, also got in touch with you for the first time, I shared with you our vision on design and, um, you know, engineering education. And uh, we've coined a term for that called as designering. So do you, uh, you know, do you, do you as a technology and design leader feel that, yes, there is a sweet spot where design and engineering collaborate and collide together? And do you see an interplay of this uh, in your life at your workplace? Yes, and I think, first of all, let me appreciate uh, and congratulate uh, Rohit, you and Avantika team for coming something like this. It's quite innovative and very creative. Thank you. So, yes, um, engineering and design uh, in fact, design is part of engineering, uh, so much of uh, engineering academics, right, you would see. But if we are able to bring design from what we just spoke about, of what is it required to understand the, the the people for which the product is or the service is being designed for, that brings uh, the two good elements together and the outcome will be marvelous. So I think this is... This is indeed a very good idea. Uh, it will be very helpful for our for the companies in India and for uh, the country as a whole. Thank you. Uh, that was very encouraging. I also would want to go back to one of the uh, conversations that we were doing. And do you think designers and techies must change their processes to work together and create better products and services? I don't think they should change anything, what they should embrace is how design and technology complements each other. Uh, it's about, you know, having one and one and making it 11. Uh, that's the power when they come together. So, you know, the process, there are well-laid process because of which what is what we are seeing of a success in the Indian IT and other industries. But if there's anything that ha- can be done even better is to to, to be design oriented, to be human design oriented and apply it in the practices of uh, whatever we are developing. And we'll see uh, a, a large, you know, we, we can see a significant new things which will appeal people more than what they are doing today. Absolutely. So Ravi, that was, uh, you know, those set of questions that I wanted to ask you. And we now move into our one last final segment that we called as Gyan Vyan. Uh, so Gyan Vyan is basically a quickie takeaway segment where uh, we'll toss certain questions to you and would like to hear your top of the mind answers to them. So are you ready for this? Uh, yes, I am. Great. Um, so if you were to give a technical definition of your life, Ravi, what what would that be? Mm, oh, I'm like an open API you call me with the right request parameters and I'm sure we'll give you a right response. <laughs> okay, that was witty. Um, 
Pick your favorite voice assistant, Siri, Alexa, or okay, Google, and why? Well, Alexa, because we are using Alexa for last, I think, six to seven months. She's almost like a family member. And uh, from simple questions to uh, difficult ones, we go and back and ask Alexa. That has been a good experience so far. <laughs> okay. And if you were a part of computer in your firm, what would you be? A hard drive, a processor, screen, and why? Actually, I think a monitor or screen because that is what you see is what you get, right? I mean, all the powerful computation that CPU does is actually be seen on the monitor. So I'll... I'll be where we get to see the most. Okay. And how would you explain your job uh, to a five-year-old kid? Well, I go to work uh, and I'm able to do uh, my job well so that your father can go to the ATM, fetch money and buy chocolate for you. (laughs) Okay. That's interesting. Uh, And if not technology or design, which field uh, do you think you would be pursuing your career in? I would have pursued in journalism. Um, I had a lot of inclination towards writing blogs and uh, covering stories which change the turning events elsewhere. So I would have been a journalist if not in technology. Wow. And what what kind of journalist? Crime, thriller, politics, page three? What would you be writing about? I think more of a political journey of people and the country that goes through. uh, More of a political journalist. Okay. And, uh, you know, the one skill that you usually get uh, appreciated for? Uh, Inspiring, uh, coaching and mentoring. Excellent. And my final one, if you were to recommend a book to aspirants and, uh, you know, young folks, which one would you swear by? Which one do you think is a must read uh, for all of us? There is a recent book I have read, uh, Business Thinking uh, in Business Management. Sorry, it's called Design Thinking in Business Management. Uh, very good perspective of how business thinking goes and complements to, uh, to a design thinking. Great. So I'm sure I'm uh, my listeners and me as well, we're going to pick up that book next for sure. And Ravi, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, it was lovely hosting you on ADS or Avantika Designering Series. And we look forward to keeping in touch with you and engaging further ahead as well. Thank you. And I wish all the best to Avantika University as well. Thank you. Hey there, we hope you enjoyed our show. Do write to us on ads at the avantika.edu.in. We look forward to your opinions, feedbacks and suggestions of speakers you would like us to host on this show. Do tune in our channel next week on Wednesday for a new story on Hub Hopper or wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and tune in with us on our journey and don't forget to share it with your friends.